I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Gallant Few Rangers podcast is brought to you by Triple H Mortgages, the one-stop shop for all your mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. Contact them today on 01453 887 179 or hello at com. You can also find them online at hhhmortgages.com or on their Facebook page. Hello everybody, this is the Gallant Few podcast. I'm joined today but with Colin McDuff, Craig McAdam and Ian McCready to discuss all the news from Rangers this week, including a one-each league match draw against Motherwell. So Colin, I'll come to you first of all. We piss and moan sometimes about the amount of games in our, our schedule uh, regarding sometimes playing three times in a week. How long does it feel when there's only one game in a week to, to look forward to? It feels like an absolute eternity and after quite a deflating game of day, next, this next week's got to feel like two months. Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll move on to the game. So we had an unnamed, unchanged side uh, for our, our trip to Fur Park. So that was McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Balogun, Barisic, Davis, Aribo, Kamara, Hadji, Kent and Morelos. So Ian, it's a... Full strength squad, really, considering our injuries. We satisfied with the lineup when it when it came out. I think it pretty much picks itself just now. Uh, as you say, cause the injuries. It's I think the only position that's really up for grabs just now is the second centre half, and I think probably when you look at Motherwell going with Seedorf and Cole up front, that Balogun was definitely the right choice. But yeah, I no no surprises at all. Craig, uh, we had the press conference on Saturday and Gerard said there was a chance that Jack would would, would make the, 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 the squad. Were you disappointed not to see him at least on, on the bench today? 
I think our sort of dropping dropping form over the last few games. We're obviously still getting results, so we can't really complain too much. But we're not. I don't think we're controlling games the same way that we we have been for the start of the season. And I think a big part to do with that's just not having Jack and or Arfield one of them in there. When Arribo's playing that position, it's it's not really his game. He's better further forward, I think. Um, and he's sort of slotting in that right hand side where normally we would have Arfield or Jack. It gives us that wee bit of control of the game. So. Uh, we want to see Jack back as soon as we can, but at the same time, we need to think sort of big picture. And if he's got an injury that he needs to manage, we need to make sure we're not overplaying him and rushing him back too early so that we can get the best out of him. So uh, hopefully we get him back soon because I think he just brings that wee bit of control to the midfield that we've been missing. Absolutely. It'll be great to see him even perhaps next week and even if he doesn't start to get him a, a 30, 30 minutes, 40 minutes just to get his match fitness up to up to speed. So before we get to the game, big milestone for Stephen Davis. It was 300 appearances for Rangers. Colin, a, a wonderful achievement for him, especially to be playing at such a such a high standard. That is, that's 300 appearances for the one club. That's just amazing for like for any club, and it's it's a great season for him so far. He's you know he's obviously got the hundred cap mark for Northern Ireland, three hundred clubs uh, club appearances for Rangers. As you say, looking at the the level he's playing, that obviously this season's looking a bit. Well, I don't want to jinx it, but it's looking like he'll be a bit more successful than the last couple. But even before then, under Walter Smith, he played in such a good team, he trophy winning sides, um, a great achievement, and you know couldn't have happened to a, a better player, a better professional. Absolutely, he's shown no signs of of slowing up and a very influential player in our team despite his age. I mean, you see, you know, he started the last however many games and he's keep keeping an international player in the bench like Zungu. So, you know, let's hope he, he keeps it up and keeps his keeps a good standard up for as long as he can. Ian, in terms um, in terms of going to Motherwell away. How how do you how do you usually view that? Are you usually confident, or do you, do you view it as a, a tough place to go? And obviously with the new manager, how are you feeling? Yeah, it's generally a tough place to go, isn't it? It's and they've just had the new manager, so you're expecting them to be have that new manager bounce and and everybody to kind of pick their game up a wee bit, try to cement their place in the team because obviously in January as well, you're effectively playing for your career at Motherwell, aren't you? Because he can obviously bring in replacements. So, yeah, definitely expect them to pick it up a bit, but I didn't expect us to just not turn up at all in the first half. Motherwell seem to be the, the one team who have this week and ability to score against us as well this season. Yeah, it was going to be a tough game, but just didn't expect us not to turn up in quite the manner that we did. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I thought Rangers were extremely sloppy and... Uh, we had the majority of the possession, but the final product was was really poor at some times. Craig, what what do you think of the first half showing? Do you think we was itself to to go in behind? Uh, we were pretty poor, weren't we? Um, we weren't terrible or anything like that. We just weren't our didn't look our usual self. I don't know. Possibly the picture a wee bit to do with that because it was quite bobbly. So I don't know if that's players wanting to be a bit safer and take the extra touches rather than just playing the the passes a bit quicker and sharper that were. We're used to seeing, um, but as well, Motherwell started the game fairly well. They were organised and they've got that bounce for having a new manager and going bottom in the league yesterday would be a big rocket up their backsides to, to try and get them kicked on. But 
I think, I think we need to be pretty put, disappointed with how the first half went and we just didn't really look ourselves, I, I didn't think. Well, Colin, um, Motherwell broke the deadlock in the, the 21st minute. I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say I thought it was a pretty good goal from their point of view and if Rangers to do that, I would, um, I would be saying it was a good goal. In terms of the Rangers' point of view, I thought, you know, we weren't following one-twos, you know, the runners. I thought Goldson maybe get dragged out a wee bit and Balkan's positioning could have been better. So we should have done a lot better that goal, shouldn't we? Uh, you're right. For Motherwell's point of view, it is a great goal, but there's so much the Rangers need to look at here. We said it to death, like everybody, everybody on this podcast for the last four or five episodes about... When the opposition team gets the ball in the wide area, we are not quick enough to go out and press them. And in this occasion, I think it was Golton who goes out first. Stavnier was slightly, slightly out of position. But then, I, I don't know who it was out wide um, for Motherwell. When when he plays the ball in, I, I think Kamara should be going to the runner at the edge of the box when instead Tavernier goes and... Golson naturally just comes back inside, but then Tavernier's chasing the ball at the edge of the 18 yard box. Golson's came in towards the centre of the box and he goes back out to this boy and he's he's got all the space in the world. Tony, not Tony, what it was, so oh, makes and, it even worse. <laughs> um, he's a dick. Anyway, the I so Tony Watts got all the all the space in the world and Kamara is no you know, he's the closest player there, he's no dropped in. This, again, if Arfield or Jack's there, they usually cover over on the right-hand side. I think we maybe don't get caught out as much here, but just very, very poor positioning for, for Rangers. Poor poor communication in the back as well. I said, just, I'm not saying it wasn't like us, because I think we have been vulnerable at points, but yeah, it was, the first warning sign was, I thought Goldson was you know far too out wide. I know he does have to go and cover sometimes, but you know, you want him in the danger area around the six six yard line. Um, Ian, did who do you think? You know, we have to ask questions to for that goal. I know you you've been waiting all season to have a wee dig at Goldson. Who's do you want to kick him the now? Or? Nah, I think he. You're right when he he does have to go out there. Like if if he doesn't shut the man down, who does? Like so, uh, he's got to go out there. He's got to, he's been dragged out by some some decent play by Motherwell. Uh, for me, Joe, I'd like to have seen Joe Aribo being more aggressive and attacking the ball. I think he's kind of a wee bit passive at the back post, and there's two Motherwell players waiting to tap it in. I think maybe a you know a Ryan Jack or a Scott Arfield are in there trying to win the ball, whereas he's not. He's he's kind of just standing there. I'd like to see a bit more aggression from him at times. I'm also thinking where where is Barisic at this point? Because he's not at the back post where you'd expect your left back to be, so I'm I'm looking at those two kind of other players have been dragged out of position again. I think it's like you say it's a decent goal by Motherwell. Like they've worked it for the their right hand side, they've worked it across the park and, and got a ball across. So I, I'm looking at the guys at the back post when that ball's able, when they're able to get that, they're never going to stop every ball coming in. So when they do get the ball across to the back post, I'm looking for your left back or your left sided midfielder to be there covering that back post. So that's the who I'd be looking at. Joe Aribo in particular, because he's he's standing there with the two Motherwell players. 
Yeah, no, I completely agree with everything you're saying, and at least we've got a week to, you know, analyse that and try and rectify that in the training pitch, so it doesn't become a become a big problem to us. Craig, um, Morelos had a great chance a, a few minutes later with a with a header. I thought this was really unlucky. I think it was a lovely cross from from Barisic and Morelos just getting in front of the defender and headed it wide. Do you think he should have been hitting the target? Or was he just unlucky? I'm not sure there's much more you can really do from that. Um, it's a good ball in and he's got a decent connection to, to try and flick it to the back post. So I think with football, it's everything has a certain degree of luck on it when it comes down to the sort of fine margins because it was only like it just bounced past the post, didn't it? It could easily have just been a wee half yard over and it would have been in the back of the net. So I don't think we can really criticise him for that one. He's good ball in from Barisic, Morelis has done pretty much everything they, that he can do and then after that point you're hoping the ball just drops the, the right way for you um, so I don't think we can really criticise him for that one Again, uh, played out at half time a few chances but nothing clear cut uh, Colin, would you have made we unhappy not to see any changes at the half? I know Cedric Eaton came on after 10 minutes and a half but would you have liked to have seen maybe come on at half time? I don't know about changing it at half time. I think I think with the first half, maybe the first twenty, twenty-five minutes, it seemed to be Jerry mentioned this as well. We we hadn't really got going and I don't know if it was a lack of concentration or complacency or whatever. But I think there was definitely more that a group of players could have done. Um if the I, I think my thinking at half time was Gerard has to has to motivate these players. I, I think it's not a case that we need to change change like the tactics or change the formation or anything but I think there's there was so much more that the players should have been given and I think that was the case so I, I wasn't wanting MD MD changed at half time no. I think uh, I think we did see a reaction. Um before we got the, the equalizer Ian, what was your thoughts on how we were playing like from half time to to Cedric Keaton's equalizer? Are we confident we would we would we would get a goal? Yeah, I felt the goal was coming. Like we were really kind of ramping up the pressure, and it was all us in the second half. So I was fairly confident a goal would come. I was actually confident we'd win it once we got that goal, but unfortunately, it's not came. Um, like Colin had said, I'd, I when I changed then at halftime, I just feel that we just had to players just had to pick up their game, and that happened in the second half. And I think when when he's made the change with a ten coming on, um, it's 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 definitely made us play better and have maybe more of a focal point as well up front because today we got in some amount of crosses and, you know, if you're going to get that amount of crosses, you need to have a big guy like a 10 in the box and we've seen that with his goal that he's, he's, he's good in, in and around the box with his head. Craig, what did you think of the cross in this game? Because as Ian said, I think it was a stat in Sky Sports that was like the most crosses into a box this season. I thought the as I say, the final ball was really lacking today, and you know we praise them, you know constantly our fullbacks, especially for the crosses they put into the box. But apart from the goal and maybe the force chance at the end, I don't think the final ball was as good as it's been. I think part of that as well, you need to give Motherwell a bit of credit because they've got Gallagher and uh, Mugabe, who pretty much that's the only thing they're good at in the football pitch is just being big centre halves that can get their head on the ball. Um, you give them any time or if they get too much space they'll, they'll get exposed but 
if you just launch a ball in at them, then they probably will be able to defend the box well. So partly it would be down to um, that as well, I would say. But I, with the amount of balls we're getting in the box, I think it was crying out for trying to get Ethan on and get the extra body in the box. Um, plus, he fucking hates Motherwell and loves going against them for some reason. I'm not sure what they've done to piss him off, but I'm, I'm glad they've done it, whatever it is. Um, so, but one of the, I don't know how much of an impact they had in the game, but in the first half, we, we with Kamara and Aribo switched over for some reason. Um, and then the second half, we changed them back because normally Kamara's on the left. So I don't know if that had any impact in the game. And I'm not sure why we changed it in the first half, but it, it seemed to be working in the second half because we were up in our game a, a million times better than what we were in the, the first half. And at times we had Balogun just playing in defence himself because even Goldson was, was pushed away up. That, that's how we play. We get the ball out to our fullbacks and they put balls into the box. So I can't. I don't think we could really do much, much else. Um, and getting eaten on the the pitch gave us that extra threat in the box that ultimately worked out for us. See, on the crossing, I think there was so much. There was such a lack of imagination for Rangers, and I, I know we were talking about the pitch, but I think we just played it in the Motherwell's hands. It was a safe ball every time for Rangers when we were putting the ball out way to Barisic or Tav. And I know the the goal eventually comes for um, a cross which we've got to accompany, but that was very quick thinking. I think it was too much. Even the second half when we did play better, it was very, you know, kind of passing it along like in front of the 18-yard line again, taking a touch almost like thinking about playing a quick pass and then taking another touch and then playing it out wide. By the time it goes out wide, when Motherwell won that, they, they've got maybe eight, nine players, guys like Declan Gallagher. You know, unless we have a quicker speed of thought, we a bit more urgency, we're never going to get a goal like that. Do you think, do you think that's a concern, though, that we've got this sort of style of play by playing these deposit uh, sorry these like crosses into the box and we're not trying another way to break through the defence because I know we've had a lot of success through it but you know we didn't really have a plan B to try and get a goal you know what I mean but I think if you look at Rangers at, at their best this season even in, in Europe and domestically there's attacking threat coming for all all manner of play where it's a long ball for goals in the long diagonal didn't really see much of that today whether it's through the middle intricate one-twos or going out wide I think when Rangers are under pressure, they revert to type and they'll do that. That's kind of what we've seen last season. And they've not done it too much this season where I think it's only really like today and maybe Livingston uh, away when we withdrew not none each. That's when we properly reverted to type and that was the only option we went for. Um, I think we have improved in it this season, but I think when they're under pressure, that's the kind of the default method. We've touched on it, but we, we did level the game through um, a period of constant pressure from Rangers. Some good build-up play, and it was a, a wonderful cross from, from Barisic, met with a superb header from Cedric Eaton. Ian, it was a lovely, lovely cross and finish, yeah? Yeah, like we said, the, the crossing quality wasn't great, but this is this is probably the best cross that's been put in all game, and he tends just pulled off the back of the defender, and he's got a Simple little header down, and it's uh, that's us back in the game. You know, it's just see when you get that quality in, it just makes that big difference. Because the only other real quality cross we had was the one with the Morelos header. So when you're getting that proper quality cross in, it's going to cause defenses problems, particularly when you've got 
smart strikers like Morelos in the ten. I think it was, yeah, and that's exactly what um, what we needed, Cedric Eaton. Um, it was the, the correct sub, I think everybody could see they were, we were going to make that sub. And Yeah, do you, think, um, do you think we should have thought about starting him, Craig, in terms of, you know, he's got a good record against Motherwell and, you know, they, we know they're good in the air. You know, we see him maybe in the right-hand side, which they, they spoke about in the press conference. I think maybe that would have been a better option to play him instead of... I know Hadji's been playing well, but maybe take him out and bring Eaton on for this game. You could argue the case for it, but I think that's probably more hindsight with how the game's worked out. At the start of the game, I don't imagine any of us would have really been surprised with the, the lineup. That seems to be what we're going with at the moment. I would like to see Eaton getting more game time, because there's... I think he does have an ACA, a score and a goal. I think am I right in saying he's got five for the season and four against Motherwell? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I going by that start actually should have started. <laughs> but I I don't I think that's with hindsight. Um he's he's definitely a number nine. I don't think playing him wider is the, the right call. Um I know that's coming in from the, the right hand side's how he at the back post is how he got his goal, but I think if you're starting, I mean, you start him as a number nine, and it was it was never going to start ahead of Morelos for me. The reason I like him in the right is though because I think you know Barisic does pick him out and coming in from the back post, so that's how I think it does suit him when he plays that role. But if we if we had somebody with not the crossing ability as as Barisic, you know, I think he might, you know, it's not as he's not as effective in that case as well. So we made um, we made a few changes late on Defoe and Barker for the last last ten minutes and we're pushing for a goal. Defoe had a really good chance in injury time. Colin it was, it was so unlucky. It was, it was great control from him and a, a decent strike, but a good save from the former Rangers goalkeeper there. Nah, it was actually I actually forgot William Kelly ended up in Motherwell. He was doing in uh, QPR for a while, wasn't he? But I think that's the that was the thinking for Defoe coming on. Defoe, he only he only really needs one half chance to make something from it. So it was a case of case of like you roll the dice and he might he might take something that half chance and he very nearly did. Um, it nearly paid off like a couple of inches uh, either side of Kelly and he's what well, it's a completely different reaction uh, for the for today's game. So I could see the sense in that Barker. I, I, I've no idea why he was on. Um, <laughs> bless him. Was that the first time since the Celtic game? Aye. But I don't know if it was maybe it's just, it, it wasn't Kent's day at all today. But we don't really have MDLs, obviously. Roof's out. Hadji and Derebo were already both on. Eating and Defoe were both on. It's, I don't know if he just needed to try and change something and another roll of the dice. In fairness, Barker's probably a better shout than Greg Stewart. But uh, yeah, I think you can. I wasn't expecting to. Excuse me, too much to come for that. <laughs> so it was a one each draw, now 21 points again, lead at the top of the SPFL. Ian, do you think this is a bit of a, a missed opportunity to extend the lead at the top, or should we be be satisfied with you know Celtic dropping points yesterday as well? Uh, it's a missed opportunity for me. It's uh, Celtic dropping points. We have to be capitalising on that every single time, regardless of how bad they are. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We just need to be constantly just you know, turning the screw and putting as much pressure on them as possible and just get this league title wrapped up as soon as we can. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, I guess a, a one-inch draw isn't as bad when, when Celtic have dropped points yesterday, but as we all say, uh, we say every week, just get these wins ticked off so we can we can celebrate the league. Craig, why do you think we, you know, in terms of today, and, you know, we've not played as well in recent games, is there anything to worry about in, in your eyes? No, as I say, I think it's possibly just to do with we're missing Jack and our field to that, just giving us that extra wee bit of control in the, the middle of the park. Um, so hopefully, if, sound as if Jack will be back soon, then our field's not too far behind him. Um, so hopefully once they're back, it just gives us that wee bit more of a solid sort of structure in the middle of the park to go and go and build on and play the, the nice football that we're used to. Um, but I, I think, obviously, today's drop points, any game that Rangers hasn't won is drop points, but as much as we want it, we're not going to win every single game. Um, and I think a big part is if we're not going to win a game, if we're matching Celtic's result and they're not making up ground on us, then that's it's not a disaster, is it? So, and it's another game closer to the, the end of the season, which is we're kind of reaching that point now when it is just getting to the, the finish line. Uh, quite often you see it like we've done it in the past, Celtic have done it in other leagues. You've seen teams do it when it's coming to the end of the season and they're so far in front, they will start to to maybe drop off a wee bit and, and maybe lose points that they would have won early in the season. But uh, the aim has to be to win every game. And if we're not doing that, as long as we're matching Celtic's results, it's a it's a bonus. But we, we do have a good cushion that if, if we were to lose a couple of games, then we're still in a really strong position. So can you put my mind at ease? We're not going to fuck it up again this January. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think, I think you're bang on about uh, Jack and Arfield and just a wee bit of freshness as well about it. Um, I think as well, missing Roof as well, I think Roof would have made a, a big difference today. Even, well, there's no doubt I think he would have started, but just that wee bit of extra flair and creativity. Colin, do you think um, as well in terms, we're not having any midweek games, I mean, is that a crazy theory, but do you think maybe like that builds momentum if we get a big big you know, performance or result in Europe that we don't take that on when you wait for a game or do you think it's more beneficial we're getting time in the training park? Well, this Rangers side's been an enigma for the last two or three years, isn't it? It might well be that they choose to thrive and keep in momentum. Uh, you know, the less time they have to think about preparation and just going on to the park, the, the better for them. But you'd like to think we need to be benefiting from having a week a week worth of preparation. This may be another crazy theory, but I actually think that maybe maybe the dropped points have came at the right time because we've we haven't been at our phone best. We have been kinda struggling struggling the three points uh, the last uh, maybe five, six games. Maybe this is a kick up the arse that they need because they've not been 
too much worse than what they were maybe say what last time at Motherwell or against like the last half of Aberdeen last week. Maybe this is a sign for the players that okay, right, we did drop points now when they get the fingers up. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Ian, we've got Ross County at home next week. I must say, I'm you know I'm caught. I always feel a lot more comfortable, obviously at Ibrooks, but. What do we need to do differently? Again, they've got a, got a new manager and, and John Hughes. Would you put them for a few changes in the lineup? How do we how do we bounce back with a win? Um, I don't know. I, I don't. What changes can we really make? Maybe start the ten. Um, they've had, they had a cracking result yesterday, didn't they, against Aberdeen? Four one. I mean, we never predicted that at the start of the day, but. Yeah, definitely much more confident at Ibrooks. Um, I can't see how we can really change it. Apart from it, then, I think it depends on if MD else comes back um, into the squad. Um, but you just don't see any of them starting anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. Do, I don't really know how we can change it. I think we just need to go same again and the players just need to lift our level. Just be better. <laughs> like, I don't, just do better. The pitch is obviously going to be much better than it was today. So that'll be a big a big change as well. We'll be able to actually play football. Um, so, yeah, just do better. That's my, my advice. Be better. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, you mentioned uh, it in there. For the last couple of years, there's been kind of... On and off, some people start chatting about Morelos playing in the the right of a three. I think we've only seen it a couple of spells, uh, a couple of times, maybe the last twenty minutes. Joined, I'd be worth a shout. I, I'd I'd be interested to see how he does on the right of a three and hitting through the middle. Uh, I don't know. Has he got the discipline to chase back enough? I don't think he does. I think he's maybe a wee bit a wee bit lazy to do that. What I'd maybe t- be tempted to do is go two up front and give Ryan Kent a free roll, and just tell Ryan Kent to do whatever the hell he likes, is what I'd maybe be tempted to do. And and go with Morelos as a partner to it in, and see how they do as a partnership. But yeah, I, I don't think Morelos could play out in the right. I just think he's just not disciplined enough to chase back. I think he's fine chasing centre-halves and chasing them down when the ball's coming his way. But I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy that's going to chase back a, a left back so Morelos on the right not for me I'd be if we're going to play Morelos Aten and Kent it's either got to be Aten on the right or Kent behind the two Yeah I agree I couldn't see Morelos out in the, the right to be honest but you never know Alright Ian's made his point <laughs> when down Christ <laughs> Um, so we'll move on to some other news coming out Ibrox this week. So a major announcement is that Rangers wrote to Her Majesty's Government to offer Ibrox as a vaccination centre. Craig, a wonderful gesture by a club. Aye, why not? The sooner we can get this vaccine fired out, the better and get back to Ibrox. So if we've got the space and we can do it, then yeah, good to good to see that we're making it available. Um, as I say, the sooner... Whatever we need to do to get us back in iBooks and get it done sounds good to me. Colin, big difference between us and some other clubs not far too from home, isn't it? I know. Um, it's, I know we've said for a good, but well, it's, 
in my lifetime anyway, all the way through that Tim's wear tinfoil hats, but the way they're treating it is as if the the coronavirus isn't a thing, <laughs> uh, the way they're going. I love the statement that they just, they purposely put in Her Majesty's government just to piss everybody off. <laughs> Definitely. So there's also been a lot of speculation over a move for Scott Wright, which Stephen Gerrard confirmed his the Rangers' interest in the, the press conference on Friday. So Ian, what is your thoughts on potentially going for the Aberdeen forward? For me, I'm not. it's not overly exciting. For me, is it just he's going to be another Jake Hastie, Michael O'Halloran? Um, he's never particularly impressed me when we've played him. Does he come into our team and and play better because he's playing with better players? Uh, he probably doesn't get a game, so he's going to be a squad player. Uh, and as I say, it's not one that excites me at all. I'd be more if I'm going for an Aberdeen player. I'm I'm wanting Lewis Ferguson. I think he's he's much more likely to make an impact and potentially break into this team. Yeah, he just it's not a move that excites me at all. You know, I could be wrong, like because. When Glenn Kamara was linked with us, I, I wasn't particularly excited by that signing either. Like, so yeah, it could be a case of that he comes to us and, and, and plays much better. But I'm not particularly excited by it. Yeah, Craig, what do you think? Is it going to be a Glenn Kamara find or a, a Jordan Jones find? Uh, similar to you, and it's not one I'm overly excited about. I think he is. Skillful and technical and quite an intelligent player, um, and he might be one of these players that you put him in a better team and he'll, he'll improve and kick on from there and could be a good signing for us because he's definitely got ability. But like you said, anytime he's ever played against us, he's never impacted the game too much. Um, so it's, it's not one I'm I can say I'm too excited about. If there was any signings we were making from Scottish football, I would go for. Doig and Nisbet at Hibs I think that they're two of the better young talents around um, but a big part to do with it as well is we'll imagine we'll see um, Greg Stewart, Jordan Jones possibly even Barker leaving so it's a free transfer that we can get in imagine he'll be on fairly low wages as well and as I say as a, a technical player so he might fit into the, the way we play but um Whereas the names I've mentioned there and Lewis Ferguson that Ian's mentioned, but we'd have to pay money for them. So I can understand why why we're interested. It's a Scottish player that probably helps us as well with the like the European rules because you need so many uh, homegrown players in your squad and that kind of thing. So I, I can see why he's maybe ticking a few boxes, but overall it's it's not one I'd be too excited about. But you never know, once he gets in, he might be a, a better player than we're giving him credit for. Yeah, that's. I was actually. You'd say that as well. If we get, you know, if we get rid of some of the fringe players like Jordan Jones, Greg Stewart, Glenn Middleton, if he's not in plans as well, I think we actually do become quite, quite, um, quite not as much depth in that area of the pitch. So it might be worthwhile if that is because we might lack a bit of depth. What's your thoughts on this, Colin? As well, do you think it's quite underwhelming, or you quite excited by the prospect? Well, I wouldn't say I'm quite excited, but I think it, it makes sense, some of that. So, I'll be honest, the only time he has impressed was last week. I thought he caused a lot, caused us quite a lot of problems the first half last week. He's off the ball movement. Um, 
you know, pressing. I, I thought he'd done really well last week, which kind of strikes similarly how, you know, how we're expected to play when we're pressing teams, chasing them down. He's 23 years old, so for a free transfer, I don't think he's going to do any worse than what a Greg Stewart would do. But there's every every more chance that he's going to improve and maybe maybe like be a be a, a contributing first team player. I think uh, I I think he done all right last week. Whereas Lewis Ferguson, who's who we've been talking about um, for the last maybe couple of transfer windows, he was bang average. Um, I could see right potentially getting more of a chance than the likes of Lewis Ferguson would. I think when Jack and Arfield are back, Lewis Ferguson isn't even in your six, uh, who are potentially getting a midfield place, whereas Wright can come on the last 20, 30 minutes for maybe a roof or a Ken or a Hadji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think it is smart business, you know, picking somebody up in a, a free, you know, hopefully we can listen to this episode back in a year's time and say get up is all, we're, we're all wrong, so uh, fingers crossed, you never know, as you say, playing with better players, better training facilities could be, you know, potential for a, a good move. So to cheer us up on this Sunday afternoon, we've got the Twitter patter of the week. So I think there's going to be quite a lot in this one. So Colin, would you like to kick us off with what you've seen this week? I would love to. So um, a Rangers fan on Twitter, whose handle is Amato86, replied to Celtic's uh, club statement about uh, players having to isolate after Dubai. He's, his reply reads, the club's own fault. Let's face it, having an injured player there only goes to prove this was not a training camp and that they were only and that their only reason for this trip was Latch Saddles Hendo. <laughs> Craig, if you got anything for us? Aye, uh, mine was a, a short and sweet one, I enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I know we get our, our weekly banners outside Parkhead nowadays, so they had the the wanted fired or resigned for Lawwell, uh, and somebody replied to it with a picture of uh, Winston's Stevie the Bookie wanted deed or deed poster. <laughs> <laughs> Still game. <laughs> Ian, what have you got for us this week? I seen it on Kerryfield, and it was uh, we talked about Rangers offering up Ibrox for the COVID, and it was Rangers offering up Ibrox. For COVID, how can they do that? Gerard's not even medically trained. Mine's was just one in the follow follow Facebook. So it was ludicrous uh, reports of Divock Origi from Liverpool uh, coming to, to Rangers, and he was spotted outside Highbrooks apparently. And Ian McDonald commented, Count me in, n- never been to a right good Orgy for <laughs> years now. And then his son replies saying, right, Dad, it's time for you to leave Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, it'll be good if he joins anyway. I'll get some, some laughs. So. so that'll bring us to a close. We'll be back next week to review the Ross County game and preview the midweek game against Hibs, the away fiction on the 27th of July. So thank you for joining us, Colin. Thanks very much for having me, Scott. Thank you, Ian. Cheers. And thank you, Craig. Cheers, lads. Thank you for listening and speak to you next week.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.